Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. It is day two of Mountain West Media Days. We're talking to players today. Like I said, I'm going to get some Steve Adazio audio on the podcast over the next couple of days. But today I actually was fortunate to have a one-on-one interview with senior associate head coach and running backs coach Brian White. Just kind of talked about you know his thoughts on last year, the, the running back room, all kinds of stuff, what he does for fun. Really, really appreciate him and CSU Athletics for setting this whole thing up. It's a, it's a fun interview. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Over the next couple of days, I'll dive kind of into this whole SEC rumor situation. Obviously, it's pretty wild. You know, it seems like Texas and Oklahoma are likely on their way to the SEC. <laughs> I've talked to some players about it, and their reactions have just been hilarious. In particular, you know, I talked to Nevada quarterback Carson Strong, preseason offensive player of the year, and he's like, Texas wouldn't even make a bowl game in the SEC. So plenty to dive into over the next couple of days, but I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Brian White. Before I play that, it's real stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market in Colorado, it's absurd. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress and take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind, with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Right now, they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia, they're Colorado State alums. They're DNVR members. They work nights. They work weekends. They just want to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter in a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Get set up with that free consultation. Or give my guy Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we have a special guest today, senior associate head coach and running backs coach of the Colorado State Rams, 
Brian White. Brian, thank you so much for giving me this time. Are you having a good summer? Having a great summer. It's uh, winding down and football's in the air. It's, uh, I was just in Gainesville, Florida, visiting my mother-in-law and, and I stopped over at the swamp a couple of times and did some stadiums in the swamp. And you can, you can feel the football is right around the corner and then you got back here and we had workouts today. So it's been great. I'm starting to get to that point of summer where I'm really itching for football season. I'm watching old games on YouTube. I'm, you know, watching the classic games on the the conference channels and stuff. But I got to ask you, since you were just in Gainesville, there's, you know, a lot of rumors circulating regarding the SEC and Oklahoma, Texas, you know, potentially joining, you know, what's kind of your reaction to all that? Well, that would be, that would be pretty wild in my opinion now. Uh, If, if Texas and Oklahoma ended up joining the SEC, but uh, those are those are those are people making decisions that are well above my pay grade, and and, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not I'm not sitting in those meetings and chairs, and and, and they're, they're not asking for my opinion. So um, I just can't wait for college. I love college football. I think it's the greatest greatest spectacle and sport there is, and I can't wait to get going and be part of it. And, bring bring some ridiculous energy to Canvas Stadium and really have a, have a blast. This might be kind of obvious, but just kind of based off that, just how challenging, you know, was last season, the weirdness of how it all started in camp. You only get to play four games. There's no fans in the stands. Like, I mean, it was, it was like a different reality. Yeah, it was, it was like the, uh, the twilight zone. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was very different, but, you know what? People made adjustments in, in in all different areas. People had to make accommodations, adjustments, and and and, and to allow us to play any games. And uh, we're we're thankful that we got to play four and could really implement our program and Coach Adazio's vision for the program and where we want to go. And uh, we we believe we did that. And, and, and this year will be a fun year to bear some fruit. What do you think you'll remember most about last year? Oh, no, unquestionably the, the locker room after the Wyoming game. I mean, what people don't understand is the locker rooms are proprietary rights of the, of the team that, that is in that locker room. You can't buy your way into the locker room. You have to earn your way into that locker room. And when you celebrate an unbelievable win like we did against Wyoming, it's, it's a really cool deal. Locker rooms aren't for sale. Um, people, regardless of how much money you have, you, you can't buy your way into a locker room and, and, and to be able to experience the, the excitement and, and, and that win with the, those players was really, really special and something I'll never, never forget. I mean, obviously you guys would rather have had the fans there. I mean, the, that the fans are, you know, a big part of what make college football great, the pageantry, the tradition, all of that, but in some ways, was it maybe a little bit more special just given that, you know, it was just you guys, it was just the team that got to experience it, you know, especially after everything that you'd been through leading up to it. I don't know about that. I mean, it's always to experience that with the, with the fans and the pageantry of college football would have made it even more special. And and I want to emphasize that because I want that stadium to be filled with people that want to come watch a, a football team. That's going to be, prepared and ready to go and, and excited to, to, to be Colorado State Rams and, and represent the university and the state 
uh, in, in just a, in a great manner and, and, and put, put a product out there for the fans to, to really attach themselves to. And, and, uh, we, we want to share these moments with those fans. I mean, and with our fans that, that, that really bleed green and gold blood. And, and so it was, it was a special night last year, but it would have been more special with 40,000 people in there storming the field. That, that, that's for sure. You know, the border war, it's, it's the longest continuous rivalry played west of the Mississippi River. You've obviously, you've coached in some really big conferences with really proud history. I mean, how does the border war kind of compare to, to some of those other big rivalries in college football, in your opinion? Well, it's a, it's a great rivalry. And, and when you have rivalries like Wyoming, Colorado State, uh, Florida, Georgia, that I was a part of, Harvard, Yale, which I participated in, um, they're really cool. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're Wisconsin, Minnesota, the ax game was, was an awesome deal. And, and it's, it's like having a bowl game in the middle of the season and uh, it, it, you refocus your energies. You can't have 12 games that are all as important as the other. Um, so when, when you, when you have a special one, like the Wyoming game, and you have a first-class head coach like Coach Bull and his program that he's put together. It makes it even better, and, and we have tremendous respect for them. And and I think and I know Coach Bull has tremendous respect for Coach Adazio and what we're trying to build here. You know, I know this is not your first time coaching a, a team from the Mountain West. I know you spent some time at, at UNLV as well, and I think Nevada. Um, is the talent in the Mountain West? Is it superior to what you maybe thought coming in? You know, like what what was your opinion, I guess, on the Mountain West before actually experiencing it? And has it changed after being involved in it in the last year? Um, well, first of all, there's tremendous talent. There's good coaches and there's really good football teams. You know, I mean, really good football teams. Boise, San Diego State. I mean, a lot, a lot of Air Force, a lot of, a lot of outstanding teams that – uh, are in this conference and, and, and there's a lot of really good athletes uh, the year in and year out, year out come out of this conference. So I, I wasn't surprised at all at the talent level. And, and uh, I know this, we have a lot of good football players on our team too, that um, we're really looking forward to watching them perform this year at a high level and, and really do some special things. You've coached some really accomplished running backs in your career, you know, Ron Dane, a Heisman winner and AJ Dillon obviously was a, was a beast at Boston college. You know, what do you kind of remember most about coaching those guys? Oh, God, I've been really lucky to coach a lot of really good players and uh, they're all good guys. You know, the first thing is it starts with they're good people and, and they have really good work habits and, and, they're genetically really gifted. And, and my belief as a coach is that, that you know, great coaches will, will help a player reach their genetic ceiling. And that's what my job and role is, is to help all the players, whatever their genetic ceiling is, is to go tap their head on that ceiling. And, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to have some players that have done that and performed at a high level and done some really special things. And it's been really gratifying to be part of that. And, uh, you know, physically, the one thing, the one common thing between all the running, great running backs I've had is they all have tremendous lower body balance, contact balance, power, and uh, they're able to finish runs. And, 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 and that's 
really genetic. And my job is to condition that that gene so that that when they're doing it in a game, it just happens naturally. And and I, you know, I've done a pretty good job of that. How do you feel about the the state of the running back room going into this season? Obviously, you have a lot of experience coming back. You get McElroy coming back, Vivens came back, and you added a guy you're pretty familiar with, and David Bailey. Yeah, I, I really like our group, and and uh, I think we'll have a, a, an outstanding group of running backs. I've coached David. David's a very good running back. Marcus has uh, done some really good things here in his career. And Ajan uh, improved a ton. He continues to improve. And, you know, people don't talk about Jalen Thomas. I mean, Jalen's a very good football player. Uh, Tanner Hollins is a talented young back that uh, I really like. So, I mean, we, we, we got a, we got a bunch of guys that need to continue to develop and they will, and they're very unselfish. Um, and they're fun to coach. I mean, every day I get to coach him is, a, is really a blessing and a blast. What should CSU fans expect from David Bailey? I mean, obviously kind of watching him on film, it seems like he's a big, strong guy, definitely athletic. What can they expect from him? Um, he's a smart, physical, tough, accountable football player. You know, they should expect him to be a, a re- relentless and reckless battering ram, for lack of a better term. I mean, that's what that's what they should expect him to be with with a good athletic ability. He can catch the ball very well, and he, he'll he'll pass protect and um, and strike you in that area. So, I mean, they'll, they'll enjoy watching him play, and they'll enjoy watching Marcus and Ajon and, and Jalen and, and and Tanner and I mean. We, it's going to be a fun group of guys to watch play play football in Canvas Stadium and across the Mountain West. What does it say about the state of this program that so many guys did want to come back? I mean, Trey McBride could have gone to the pros. He came back. You know, Manny Jones, Scott Patchen, all these guys using their extra year of eligibility, McElroy even, you know. What does that say about CSU football that after a, a one in three season, all these guys are still that committed that they want to come back and, and run, run the whole thing back? Well, I, I think that it, it says a lot about the culture and the, the core values that you have. and that There's a great relationship between players and coaches. That's a great starting point. Uh, there's great leadership in the locker room and uh, that, uh, that there's unfinished business that these players want to, they want to accomplish something uh, and, and, and win a Mountain West championship and, and, and go out and, and perform at a high level, uh, at a level that they're capable of performing at. But uh, I, I think it, most importantly, it says there's a lot of really good, good, honest core values that uh, are being shared amongst the players in the locker room and that, that uh, they trust Coach Adazio's vision for them and the program and, and uh, they're, they're looking forward to performing for Colorado State. You know, I obviously don't know a fraction about, you know, the game of compared to, you know, what the coaches know, but people ask me for my takeaways on last season. And one of the things I've said consistently is I think it's, it's a little bit hard to get accurate takeaways given how small the sample size is. Is, would you agree with that? Is that accurate? Is it hard to even, you know, scouting some of these other teams trying to prepare for them? Is it, is it hard to be, feel like I really know about this team just given, you know, they might've only played like five games. Yeah. It's probably a little difficult to truly evaluate, but, uh, 
you know, you can still evaluate four games and you can evaluate what we did well and what we didn't do well. Uh, and I think that a lot of it's pretty obvious uh, things that, that, that we need to work on as a football team and, and, and address. And, uh, and that's what the offseason has been geared towards is, is playing better in, in certain areas that, that are uh, pretty self-evident. Um, and then continuing to improve in, in the areas that we're really good at. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll put together a good product that people have, will enjoy watching. All right, we'll get right back into that interview in just a second. But DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for just my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. I mean, these odds are absurd. 100 to 1 on an offer like this does not come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends, my family, everyone has been loving DraftKings Sportsbook and I know you will too. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. If America wins a medal, again, that code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is back. We're so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down a lot of restaurants. Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we could not be happier to promote them. There's a lot of great things happening at all of these six Illegal Pete's locations. They have a sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at, offered at all locations. It's a free draft beer or house mark with the purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same day ticket to any event. They have a location in Lodo, so you can you know go down easily before a Rockies game. Obviously, they have one up in Fort Collins. You'll be able to take advantage of this come CSU football season. The Lodo location actually reopened in a new location with a bigger indoor and outdoor space. They're now in the corner of Wazi and 16th. That's super convenient because it's close to Ball Arena. It's close to Coors Field. All the locations serve breakfast until 1 p.m. Friday through Sunday. And their Lodo location actually serves breakfast all day. If you're like me, a breakfast burrito hits the spot at around 8 p.m. Definitely going to have to hit up that Lodo spot next time I'm down there. Pete's has launched party margs during the pandemic. These are 32 ounces of their house margarita. It's approximately four times the size of a house marg. They have a happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m. every day, which is $1 off all drafts, $1 off house in coin style margs. You can get a $20 party marg, $1 off large chips and queso, $1 off chips and guac, free chips and salsa, all of that dope stuff offered at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's cares about their employees starting salaries at $15 an hour plus tips. You get free food and drink on shift, discounted when you're off duty, 401k match, PTO to all employees, and an option for health insurance for all full-time employees. They're obviously a homegrown company. 
They now have 12 locations between uh, Colorado and, and Arizona. They're still independent. They have some of the best queso around. And obviously, we've got a ton of love for them over at DNVR. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. Hit them up the next time you're in Lodo, the next time you're in Fort Collins and Boulder, wherever you may be. Pizza's the perfect spot for your next dinner. One of the things that was kind of preached throughout Spring Ball from, from Steve when talking to him is that, you know, they wanted to get more tough on the offensive line, wanted to be a little bit better on third and medium type situations. Do you feel like you guys made progress in those areas in Spring Ball? We do, but, you know, the proof is in the pudding during the season, so... There isn't a coach in the country that isn't going to say they had a no coach is going to say, Oh, we had a terrible spring ball. We didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. Um, so this is the time of year where everyone's optimistic and, and, and looking forward to, to great things. And, 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 and we are as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll find out how we deal with the, uh, the traffic of the season. Cause there'll be traffic, there'll be ups and downs, there'll be injuries, and whatever. Um, and how we how we handle it and deal with it is going to determine how well we play and, and what sort of season that we have. But uh, we're definitely excited about it and can't wait to get going. We've seen a lot of change in the college football landscape pretty quickly here with this NIL stuff. What is your kind of reaction to all that? Do you feel like the NCAA rolled it out in a good way? Is this good for college football? Is it potentially a little bit dangerous or distracting? Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't comment too much on it because it's it's really a question that's above my pay grade. But I'll very succinctly say uh, this, that this is the United States of America. And in the United States of America, people have the freedom to to work and, and make money. So totally. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for the players. The other thing we've kind of seen in, you know, college football circles right now is the talk of an expanded college football playoff. Yesterday we heard from the Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson said there's potentially a vote in September to expand to 12. You know, what's, what's your opinion on that? Is that the right direction? You know what? Once once again, I mean, some, some of these questions are, are better served for Coach Adazio. He's the spokesperson for the team. And, and, well, uh, I can tell you what I, Steve said. He just purely as a college football fan, he's, he's like, he thinks that, you know, maybe the four team formats gotten a little bit stale and that it could be good just to, you know, kind of regenerate some excitement and, you know, maybe give a, some G five teams a better shot to, to make the dance. Well, that, uh, that would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. And, and uh, I think we're in the playoff system and, and expanding it. It's always seemed in, 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 inevitable to me, but like I said, I mean, uh, my opinion isn't isn't worth very much in this conversation, to be perfectly honest with you. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but you know, one of the things that really kind of jumped out to me when researching you is you have a, a pretty diverse background. I mean, a bachelor's degree in history. You've got a master's in communication, a master's in business administration. It seems, and you post, you know, you post about cooking on on Twitter and stuff. It, it seems like you're a man of of many interests. So. What is your favorite thing to do, you know, outside of football when it comes to just maybe finding a little leisure time? Definitely cooking. Uh, I mean, that's kind of my relaxation and it's, it gives me the ability to, to be creative and it's my form of art. And uh, so cooking and, and, and photography, I, I mean, I, I like 
sunrises and sunsets, mostly sunrises. I'm an early morning person, so I like to get up and chase the sun, as they say. And um, those are things that kind of unwind me. I, I'm, I'm not very useful outside of, uh, as my wife will tell you, I can cook and I can coach. Um, I can't do much in between that. And I can take a couple pictures. <laughs> um, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm not very useful in terms of fixing stuff and building stuff. Uh, that's not my deal. Uh, I wasn't blessed with the, that sort of uh, the third dimension. I lost. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, there was an equipment manager at, at UNLV that once described me as a, as a crowbar, a strong but simple tool. <laughs> so uh, I'll just keep it at that and, and stick to coaching, cooking. Uh, and you notice I didn't say cleaning because that's not part of my deal either. <laughs> How'd you kind of get into cooking? Was that just something you started experimenting with? Did you cook with your parents? Like, how did that come to be? Interesting. Um, my, my my dad's a really good cook, so I, I grew up with him cooking. But my parents got divorced in, in, in seventh grade. Actually, I was in eighth grade. My sister was in 10th grade. My other brother was in ninth grade. And my younger brother was in sixth. And my mom was working two jobs, teaching at a community college and teaching in high school. And she just said, hey, you guys are going to have to prepare, organize a meal and cook it, you know, once a week. So I'll cook on the weekends, but you got you, you, you own a you own a day a week where you have to you know, organize a meal, prepare it, get the ingredients and, and cook it. So we learned, we learned at a young age and it was kind of fun. Do you remember what the first meal you made was? Oh, I can't, but I just made shepherd's pie the other night. And that was always a family staple that we, that uh, we, that, that was a go-to that we, we relied on. We, we Early on, we did a lot of breakfast, you know, there was, there was a lot of just <laughs> simple scrambled eggs and bacon or pancakes and stuff like that. But we, wrong we got in, no, but my sister, my sister, Gerilyn, uh, she upped the game when she made some spaghetti pie, which was awesome. And then, uh, you know, the shepherd's pie became a family staple. And then we, Italian meatloaf was big. And uh, so there, there were there were a few family classics that we all put together. It was kind of fun. I'm going to be honest with you, coach. I, I'm not a very good cook, but I just, I moved in with my girlfriend for the first time. And so now I'm like, I got to learn something. I got to learn some easy meals to cook. So where's, if, if I want to kind of dip my toes in this, like what's an easy some recipe or something I can maybe try out? Well, home run is the Rocky Mountain Ramburger. You got you to make a Rocky Mountain Ramburger for her. I mean, she'll go crazy. <laughs> you, you I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if it'll live up to the B white standard though. No, it, it will. It's hard. It's hard to screw it up now. <laughs> it's hard to screw it up. Just just go watch the video and just follow the instructions and you'll be good to go. Awesome. She, she will love it. You you will be, as they say in Massachusetts, you'll be in like Flynn. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I am going to try it. And I'm going to tell you how it goes. Thank you so much for doing this, Coach. I, I really appreciate you giving me the time. And I know it's you know busy time with the with the season coming up, but really means a lot. Appreciate it. Always, always remember, green means go, right? Absolutely. Press on that accelerator and go. Let her rip.
Peaches out of palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want